This episode is brought to you by iDesign Branding Company. We help businesses small or large globally with brand identity, logo development, or marketing materials for digital and print media. Need an annual report or simply a party flyer? No job is too big or small. Visit us on Facebook or Instagram at iDesign Branding Company. Quality work, fast pace, affordable prices. chat pod i am your host uh v uh damn i'm messing up already i guess you want to be v love so bad i guess i know i'm a little nervous, <laughs> a little nervous. But, it's, but it's biz aka everybody hates biz but i'm here with my friends my family and my co-hosts starting off with the lady of the pod nay how you doing first lady nay here first lady nay did, did y'all vote today today was a voting day Ooh. <laughs> I guess that's a no. All is that. No. Just call me out. Just call me out. I guess that's a no. Sipping <laughs> <laughs> my coffee over here. I guess that's a no. <laughs> hey, we talked First about lady that. Lady urges you guys to vote. We, we talked about a responsible that. adult today, but I'm not registered in Arkansas yet, so that's my. Hey, hey, I just though. got registered, registered in Florida. Here, mm. I just got registered in Texas. Well, that's some homework for a lot of us to do. Hopefully, it's not too late. <laughs> It's too late, Viz. Oh shit. Well, all right. Close, close. Damn. I hope the better side won. Hope the better. Oh. But you doing okay, Nate? You doing okay, Nate? I'm alive. You alive? Know, I'm still I alive. I dig. I'm that. still alive. That's all I can be right now. Just keep showing up. It'll get better. Just keep showing Period. up. Period. Period. Right. <laughs> well, let's throw it to V Love. V Love, how you living, brother? Oh man. Living good. I'm. A, I'm I got my Bill Cosby on, like I said prior. You know, I'm feeling really good about that. Like first real okay. project put together, no help, no no overcomplicated directions. Just right to it. So I feel good, man. Um, about to get some do, do some more art projects. You know, get out there do some more of that stuff. I got some stuff coming down the pipeline, so I'm excited about that. Okay, that's what's up. That's what's Look up. for me. Make sure to make sure you know. Tell us about it when you do it, so you know we can promote it here as well. So you know, yeah, you know, you know. All right, let's throw to the producer of the pod, Air Gangs. How you living, brother? Uh, feeling pretty good, man. Just ready to get this 50th episode on. It's been a long road. We took a crazy hiatus for a minute, and uh, you know we're getting back to it. Getting back to it. Getting back to it. Getting old, young fella. Yeah, yeah. Uh, celebration. Celebration, hey, bitches. That it is. And for the 50th episode, we have a special guest, you know, a special guest, a friend of that majority of the pod. You know, we've all crossed paths with her in the past. Uh, she is a grant writer, a business consultant, a public speaker, an author, a fellow rattler. Strike, strike, strike. Okay. Um, a happiness coach. Which I'm go we're going to touch on the happiness coach then. We're going to get, you know, familiar with that. And above all of those, you know, titles that she carries, uh, she is my favorite bartender from the moon back in the day. So, you know, yeah. like to give a special <laughs> welcome to the Match Shed Pod, Shade Freya. How you doing? 
Um, wonderful. Thank you so much. I feel so honored with all of those um, titles you gave me. Hey, you earned them. You earned them. You did that. You did that. You're doing your research. All right. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm the show. I'm telling you, that's why I'm the show. You're, you're not in charge. You are right, not in charge. It is. It is. But Shade, I mean, so yeah, I see you're a happiness coach, and I can can you like you know elaborate on that and get us familiar with what that means and how do you make people happy? Absolutely. So, <laughs> or assist in helping people get happy. <laughs> so actually, it kind of came about because um, a lot of people see me smiling, and I make the best out of life. I try to make the best out of life, and I have come to realize that when people assume that you're always happy. A lot of times they think it comes easy, um, but my motto is happiness is hard work. I feel like you make a choice to be happy. You have to do a lot of work and mindset training to be able to reconstruct your perspectives and how you view the world and things that happen um, into positive outcomes or positive perspectives. Um, so me establishing this lane and working in this space really came from seeing a lot of people struggling with um, specifically like depression and stuff during um, the pandemic, but having nearly 20 years of background in studying human behavior, um, a degree in psychology, I just felt like it was important for me to um, share some of my methods and teach people that happiness is attainable as a lifestyle but you have to be committed to it. You have to train your mind um, and you have to be willing to do the, the hard work that comes with happiness. So yeah, that's what that is. Okay. Oh, Ms. Sade, I, uh, I got a question. So being that it's uh, November, uh, a lot of people call it no shave November, but it's, but it's really for uh, men's mental health. Um, what are some, what's like, like a few tips you could give men um, doing a month of mental health that they could do to make themselves happier? I love that question. A lot of my work is around male advocacy because I feel like men are a group that often um, gets left out of the equation where happiness is concerned. Um, and just overall life satisfaction, everything that men do is to please or pursue or make life more comfortable for women. And a lot of times we are very privileged as women to not have to think about that. And one of my friends broke that down for me so eloquently. He was like, we build bridges for you. We build buildings for you. We build roadways. We do all of these things where we're really risking our lives to make life better for women. So to me, I think the first step is acknowledging your position as a man and being grateful for who you are and what you represent. Um, secondly, just taking time to be selfish, like figure out what you need to be happy. I think November as a mental health month for men, you should prioritize like, what does the next year of my life look like? How will I focus on me? Because I think when we're selfish, we're able to get to a place where we can be selfless. And when we're loving ourselves from a holistic place and abundantly, we're able to love others more presently and more abundantly. Um, so those are two things, just journaling and self-honor. Um, and then just really being honest with yourself about what you need to be happy 
Oh, and here's another one. I like to go through and do inventory, right? Of like people, things, um, behaviors that I'm partaking in and assess like, does this match the next portion of my life? Like, is this person good for the next portion? Is this behavior good for the next portion? And what does that look like? How do I frame, you know, a space where I'm fulfilled and I'm happy? I think men could really benefit from taking the time to honor themselves in that way. Mm, you hear that, okay. Nay? Okay. You hear that, Nay? I'm not listening to you. <laughs> you hear that, Nay? Um, <laughs> you hear all the work that we do. First of all, you got to take your mental health you. seriously first <laughs> <laughs> before you blame women for your problems. <laughs> do you agree with that? Uh, of course. Uh, happiness coach? Because I don't, but I cheat. You know, Nay is not a coach of anything. But you know, you're a happiness coach. Do you agree with that? We need to get our mental health. Uh, throw me under the bus because we got a guest. <laughs> You know, I see how y'all gonna do it today. You know, they're gonna they're gonna act like they ain't got no home training today because I had them trained. No, they're gonna no. show out for you today. It's just that you know you and was that's dropping. Okay, you I'm gonna allow dropping. him to show out because next you, week I'm gonna cuss him out because I'm gonna was, cuss you out in front of him. You were just dropping so much math about like the things that we do to make a better world for everyone, especially women, and I just you know. A lot of previous episodes, you know, a lot of men be getting their backs kicked in, sometimes rightfully so. But, mm -hmm. you know, I just wanted to emphasize the points you've made because that was very powerful. I definitely will try to do some of those things, too. Yeah. I uh, do. I, do have, Nick, no, um, I absolutely agree with Jay. Um, I think it's imperative for men to prioritize their mental health first. Most of the problems that men and women have are because men are not prioritizing themselves. They're not being honest with what they want, what they need, how they need to show up. They're not, you know, being disciplined and sacrificing like the thrill of the right now for the longevity of whatever. And so a lot of times they're bringing that energy to women to sort out because women, we do have the privilege, I would say, to be more in touch with our emotions. We're more we're allotted more opportunity to sit with ourselves and to focus on our mental health and explore what all of that looks like. So a lot of times when men are coming into our equations, maybe they don't, they haven't had that. And so we're acting as like a therapist and trying to help them sort these things out. That's not our expertise. So absolutely, I think it's important for men to, you know, self-prioritize, self-honor, and also focus on their mental health um, before they embarking in life in general i think that should be a major priority did you hear what she said uh, loud, loud did you hear clear. her <laughs> oh, okay. i just wondered if you were listening <laughs> yeah and just uh hearing you talk about about how women love versus how men love um and i was I'm referring to a clip that i saw uh i'm not sure who they were but um it really struck something in me that made me think of it, got my mind working a little bit, uh, where it said, uh, and I'll just ask you the question directly. Uh, it says, do you feel that men love women more authentically than women love men? And the reason I ask this is because men tend to decide when we love a woman that we'll do anything for them, we'll do anything to keep them happy, we'll die for you if necessary. So um, do you think that women love like that? Or do you think that they love in the form of what a man can 
provide or secure them in. Absolutely. And um, women love transactionally. So we love for our babies. Like even if we don't have babies, right? The idea is that at some point I'm going to have babies. Biologically, even if we don't ever think about having babies, our brains are preset to like secure housing, secure um, safety, secure protection, secure a man who can provide those things. And so as we embark on the dating experience, like the whole setup is like, let me see if he has all of these things. And then I'll decide if I can extend my love to him. And then even when I extend my love to him, my babies come first, if that happens. But still, it's always in the back of our, our brains, like I'm loving in this way. Um, and again, it can be very transactional. I do believe that women, some women have the capacity to love, like, I think about the first Corinthians 13 love. Love is patient, it's kind, it's not boastful, it's not envious, it's, it's not those things. When I think about uh, an evolved man or a man who is rooted, most of the time a man, like he can have sex with you. That's not love, right? Women are a lot of times having sex to get love. Men are giving love to get sex. Um, and so with men, like they can do the love for sex real quick, get you out the way. But when a man actually loves a woman, it's a really, it's a, a different dynamic. They actually, they know who you are, right? They don't want to change you. They're like, I've accepted who you are. I got your back. I'm a ride for you. Um, it comes from, in my opinion, and from the men that I have seen. And I need to preface it with that because I know a lot of men have not been raised in authentic masculine energy, but in authentic masculine energy, men love from a place of like unconditional. I'm protecting, I'm providing. I don't need anything from you. Um, women are, again, loving from a place of, of transaction and, you know, a situational, um, in my opinion. And again, some women have capacity to love the man for who he is. But we've often heard of women coming into relationships like, well, if I could just get his out, his dressing together, like he good, but I got to get his outfits together or he is yeah. good, but I'm going to get him to get this type <laughs> of job. I'm going to get, we, a lot of times come in like with the, a plan to change a man, whereas a man is coming in with like, I already I mean, either rock with you or I don't. And I will rock with you forever in this place that you are right now without complaints. If he decides to love you, that's the. A lot of men, men don't love everyone. Women can love a lot, love, but more like infatuation. Um, but men are very particular in their love. That's, I mean, is that because men kind of operate in a provide and protect um, format of love and women kind of more nurturers? So that's why you kind of feel more like, oh, I'm going to get him an outfit and make him look a little better. You know, you're nurturing his, his look or his swagger. You know, uh, you think that's... That's reason why. I can definitely see that. That's an expression of love. I would say the when I'm saying like transactional and like changing a man and things like that, um, a lot of times that's based in like, if you do this, this, and that, I'll get to love. If that makes sense. Yeah. But I haven't considered okay. what you're saying, the expression of love being the nurturing um portion of it. Do you believe that? Do you believe in unconditional love and are for your partner that is? It can happen. 
but I think it takes a very evolved person. Hmm. A God like love. And most people, so this is controversial. But when I look at like Will and Jada, right? I look hmm. at an definition of like unconditional love. Like we can ride through different storms and like we've been together for 20 years. I don't like you anymore romantically, but I still rock with you because you're the homie. Like I, I love you. And I think a lot of people don't have that level of love when the romance and the infatuation and the obsession dies out. How do I engage you as you're going through your changes? To me, that's unconditional love. And maybe they're not a good couple to use, but just people who are able to be accepting of their partner in all stages. That's unconditional love. But I don't think a lot of us are evolved in that, that place. Mm, okay, absolutely. I agree with that. Do you think it's possible for the modern day woman to be satisfied in a relationship? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that comes again with her being satisfied with herself first. So all of us, we all got to be satisfied with ourselves first. Men, women, we all have to understand, be happy, be good with ourselves. The more we love ourselves, the more abundantly we can love someone else. I mean, well, I asked that question because it seems that a lot of the times um, a man will be, like you said earlier, I love you. I love this. I will continue to do this forever. And then a woman be like, nah, but I want to change this about you. And then over years, I want to change that about you. And it's even to the fact where it's like, even after being married for a couple of years, a woman may want, I want a different ring. I want a newer ring. I want a bigger ring or I want a bigger house. Whereas the man is like, if it's just me and you in here, why do we need to change anything? So that's why I asked that question. So do you see that? And what do you think may trigger that in the person other than like them not being satisfied or... Or are they not just being honest about what they want when they come in the relationship? Mm. Okay, I think those are two different questions. I would say we always need change to know we're alive. If things okay. are stagnant, we feel dead. So I, I equate men saying, oh, you're getting locked up when you're getting married to now the rest of your life is going to be the same. You're going to feel dead because you don't have change, right? Um, but then that's the other, good way to put it. Hmm? I understand that's and then the other that you said is it like um a lack of satisfaction? I think you said one other thing at the end. Oh, like are they being are women being honest when they come into the relationship from the jump? Like I think that about goes what they want. I think that goes back to the change thing. So you have a lot of different sectors of humans, right? <laughs> Most like with tra traditional society or society now, based on what you were saying earlier, like the modern society now, I think a lot of times people, all people go into relationships, um, not clear with themselves about what they're looking to get out of the relationship. So we all need something out of the relationship, right? Um, so if a person or a woman in this case is coming into the relationship and she's not clear with herself, she's probably going to say, oh, I can be the homie and friends with benefits, but she's not, she's not okay with that. 
Or she can be like, you know, I can be a partner and I want this, this, this and that. But then that changes. So I think there's like that sector. But then there's also the change concept. Like I can come in the relationship and I may want this today. But in two years, my life has changed. I've grown. I may want something different. I think that's where that unconditional love piece comes in because we give each other grace to grow and to change. But the question is, are we good? And are we really loving each other enough to grow and change? Okay. Now, do you think people still love love nowadays? Because it seems like love is more so nah, I'd rather still have my cake and eat it too or be in these streets or be able to be agile and move around. Like, And, and I think, the, hear me out now, I think that that kind of coincides with the liberation of the woman's sexuality. So do you think that is, you know, more like, do you think anybody cares about being married anymore in the future? Like, or building and living, like being with someone for the long haul, like to death do us part really. I think you have your subsects. Like, I think you have certain people who value that and honor it. They want it. And then I do find it interesting. And I hate to go back to this Will and Jada thing, but I saw something earlier where this man was joking. It was a meme. And this guy is joking about his woman having a side Negro. And he's like, he mows the lawn. He got in fights for other dudes for me and this and that. And I'm like, so I thought <laughs> have no judgment for it we can laugh about it we can do whatever and then we can see like a will and jade and have all the judgments in the world i think what's happening is like people are kind of embracing this concept of polyamory but they don't realize it when we're joking about side niggas and side hoes openly like hey you know he takes care of this for her that's polyamory. Y'all got multiple partners. So I think like maybe the dynamics of relationships are evolving and people are exploring different things. But then you also have other people who do innately want monogamy. Like I'll use myself as an example. I'm open to, to different relationship styles. I've tried different relationship styles. Innately, I'm monogamous. So mm. like I and I. I Interestingly, I have found that the less attached I am to monogamy, the more I attract monogamous men who innately don't like multiple women. And, and there's actually been a gene found that some men are inherently monogamous while most aren't. So I think that's like, you most, know. Where's this study come from? Most aren't. Where's this study coming from? Because I mean. No, 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 Jeezy just said this earlier. Jeezy just said it earlier. Jeezy just said that real niggas don't cheat. And I think he was doing a jab. But now, what what, what is this study coming from that most people or most men, as you say, are uh, not trying to be with one person? I will find it and I will send it to you. Mm, okay. But yeah. it, you better read it. It's a monopoly. <laughs> It's, it's like a, an, an it's actual gene. gene. So yeah. it's just specific to men. Women don't have this gene? Because well, women be out here too. Study was specifically for men. Always on oh, okay. Oh, it right. got to be yeah. women and men type shit. Like, it ain't never. It is. <laughs> like, yo. It never just be what <laughs> it is with you. It always no, women it too. Because it's like, <laughs> hey, yes, niggas ain't shit, but women 
ain't shit too. You know? It's always the same hey. with you. It's always one guy so just, can't accept responsibility because the other one got to accept responsibility too. Like it ain't. She talking about men right now. She ain't talking how, about women. How does it feel? How does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> what do you mean, how does it feel? Just, I feel fine. I'm using women tactics right now. <laughs> no, you're not. You're we not. wouldn't be this way if y'all wasn't doing this too. All right? Without being a woman. You think you know, but you don't know. <laughs> I feel like a lot of a lot of that. I'm a okay, I feel like a lot of that comes. <laughs> right, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm going to slide something in here just for thought. This is the happiness mindset training coming in here. You know how you jokingly said niggas ain't shit, women ain't shit? Just because you're not monogamous don't mean you ain't shit. Like, if you're like... That's true. That's true. But we can have all types of relationship structures and be okay. If, If men aren't monogamous, that's cool. If a woman's not monogamous, that's cool. I think the problems come in when we assume everybody is supposed to be standard and in these standard relationship dynamics. And if they're not, they ain't shit. If you're dishonest, you ain't shit. I'll just exactly. That's yeah. my point. If you know you don't want to be in a relationship where well, you start dealing with somebody who want to be in a relationship, leave them alone. Don't bother them. <laughs> Let them be. Don't just because you want to hit it. Don't mean you got to mess up what they got going on. Because oh, you want what whoa, you whoa, want. Whoa, Everybody whoa. being selfish. But what if, what if the woman you came in and was like, the woman came in and was like, you know what? Yeah, he want to do his thing, but I'm going to change that because, you know, that's on my list of things that I'm going to change about. I'm going to change his outfit. But you're doing the same thing, though. You're actually doing man. the same thing by knowing that this girl want to be in a relationship and you still going to bother her because you want what you want. So you mad at her for trying to get what she want to? All right, all right. It's the same thing. Neither one of y'all are being are being honest. Have both of y'all talked about that though? I mean, not y'all, but theoretically, coming right. into this, are we being honest about what we want? Like a lot of times, you know, men may come into the space acting like he's, you know, Mister Perfect, and he he know he just want to hit, and then women come in the space acting like they want to be that whatever the man wants. And they want a relationship. So are we having those honest conversations? Because a lot of times there's fear around being honest. Mm-hmm. Are we on the first date? Like, yo, I'm going to be honest. I'm really focused on my career right now. I do have needs. But I can't give you a relationship right now. And is she saying, well, well I'm going to be honest. I need a relationship. So this doesn't work for me. And we can wrap, we can call it. Mm-hmm. I, I made a post the other day and I was saying one of the most difficult things about dating in my 30s is I have to be brutally honest. And I also have to accept other people's brutal honesty, even if they're not ready to give it. I have to be wise enough to use my wisdom to look at a situation and be like, check, 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 not XXX. This ain't going to work. I got to call it. I don't deceive myself and tell myself it is something that it's not. And unfortunately, with that, people are wearing so many masks that you have to switch them out quickly. Like first and second date, you get in, you get the information that you need. Be honest. Ask them, you know, create a space. And this is another thing that I feel like I'm a highlight. A lot of times women complain about men not being honest, but a lot of times women do not create an environment for honesty to happen. So. A lot of times we're asking you men. Shut up. <laughs> Damn. That is so true. Hey, yo, she oh, wow. no, it's true. Bro, you yeah. literally. We want to pass the plate around. You missed the whole part. Yeah. 
Nah, let her finish. 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 Let it's balance all about i keep exactly. accountable i keep women accountable exactly. um, and, last part accountability Anybody, okay? So anybody needs to create a space for honesty. Like if you're telling me your truth, for instance, if we go on a date and Javon, let's say, example, you and I go on a date and you say to me, Cheesecake Factory, let's go. Cool, we could go to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> I like Cheesecake Factory. But if we go to the Cheesecake Factory and in my brain, I'm not monogamous, right? But I haven't told you that yet. And you say the comment that you said, um, example, if a woman ain't monogamous, she ain't shit. Now I didn't you say that. I didn't say that. No, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you didn't say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was, it was I just said some niggas ain't shit and some and women so ain't shit too. So you know, I left that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say that you said that. And now I can't be honest with you because you've already put a judgment out there, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times when we're in these new dynamics, we're putting out these judgments that prevent people from being honest. And also we're associating emotions and we're personalizing people's truths that have nothing to do with us. So a lot of times, like if a man is coming into a situation and he was to share, yeah, I got... A, a lady over here, a lady over there, whatever, he's single, he can do that. A woman might be like, ah, oh, you ain't shit. Now he's not going to be honest with you in the future about his lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I forgot what I was saying before that part of creating an honest space. Um, but I think that was important to share. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm I have an example of that. I know we talked about we talked about the cast, talked about this in the past, uh, just in terms of being honest when you're dating somebody or you when you introduce yourself and, you know, ask somebody out. Uh, there was a time in my life where I approached a woman and asked her out on a date. Uh, but I specifically said that, you know, I just got out of a serious four year relationship at the time. And I wasn't looking for anything serious, just more so to have fun, you know, go out, hang out this that and the third um in her mind she had the idea that we could grow into a relationship but i clearly stated my intentions from the start um now at some point it became to where she became very emotional about it because she wanted to make have a relationship with me but i still wasn't i didn't see her in that light so um i Anytime the conversation came about, I re-expressed myself saying, hey, that's not what I'm looking for. You know, if it's not something that you're looking for, that's not something that you want to be involved in, then you're, you're free to, you know, exit the situation. I don't feel like you're, like I'm trying to hold you to something. Um, I never expressed anything where I was like, oh, you can't talk to other guys or, 
anything like that. So um, after a while, it became to a point where she began to get really emotional about it. Um, we had mutual friends and then her friends started call our friends started calling me toxic uh, because I wouldn't date her seriously, I, I would say. Um, and I disagreed because I said that I was honest. I've always been honest. I continue to be honest even to any time that it comes up. But she chooses to ignore what I'm saying and continue to hang out with me. Or I'll stop calling her and then she'll call me and say she wants to hang out. And I'll come hang out. But my mindset doesn't change. So in that, do you believe that I was being toxic? Um, so after a while, I did agree. I did agree that I was maybe be, being a little toxic just because her emotions were involved and she wasn't able to make a sound decision for herself. So I kind of had to make it for her and just stop messing with her altogether. So how do you feel about that? Type I don't of think toxic. I think that you were honest and we're all adults in a situation. And the expectation is, you're a person of your word. I actually was in a situation like that. And I was the you in the situation. Mm. And I felt very betrayed because every time I told this person, hey, I can't do that with you. We can be lovers, but we, that's it. Like, we can't go anywhere beyond this. Um, he said he was okay with it. And I'm like, all right, cool. But then every couple months, I'm checking in or he's doing so he's being territorial and possessive. And I'm like, we talked about this. So every time I'm feeling betrayed because he's telling me he's okay with this, but he's not. So there's a little bit of dishonesty on his end. Now the thing comes in is like, our culture has this entitlement concept. Like if we're engaging romantically, then as a man, you owe it. You have to monitor this woman's emotions. You have to manage the woman's emotions. That's not fair for one person to have to manage another person's emotions because you got emotions too. And so if you're coming into the situation, like it might be equally as hard for you to end the situation when you're getting benefits and you're enjoying it, equally as it's hard for her to end the situation because she's enjoying it and she has expectations. One person is being honest here and one person isn't, right? And so I don't think that that's toxic, even though I think culturally, we place blame on men just because that's the culture. Like, you ain't shit. You need to wipe this girl up. You know she wants a relationship. She didn't tell me that she had a problem with that. She told me she was cool with it. Now, I do think at the point that you realize y'all aren't going the same route and you're strong enough to be the mature person and to say you obviously can't handle the emotional responsibility that's coming with this love affair then yeah, it's your responsibility to end it. And it sounds like you did. I don't think it was fair for your friends to shame you and to not understand y'all are all adults. Y'all can all make decisions and y'all supposed to be honest about that. Mm. Sounds like it's the woman's fault again. This is where I disagree. This is where I disagree. And again, I'm not going to let y'all get on here and do all of that because at the end of the day, I said to him, and I didn't say he was toxic, but I did say he provided an, oh, provided oh. an environment you that allowed her to continue to go for. No, I didn't talk to me about this. We had this on a podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. he said that. So you need to shut up. I'm tired of you already. Okay. I'm tired of your ass. I'm tired of your ass. <laughs> but what I said was when you noticed that she was catching feelings and getting 
um, overly emotional about the situation, just cut it off. You knew that's not what you wanted. And you knew that that's not something that you wanted to be into, but to continuously keep messing with somebody and you know they want you to be in a relationship and they're trying to change the situation, no, go away. But, why? but, but you know, but you, we all know when, when you, when you, Intimacy with a woman, it's not open to the woman say it's over. Yeah, and on top That's of that, it's not true. It's over when you wanted to be over. <laughs> you don't want to deal with her no more, then don't deal with her no hey, more. It's, every, it's literally every, that simple. Everybody <laughs> want to eat cake, but don't nobody want to get fat. Let that man eat it. No, because in my most humble opinion, I feel like if I said in the beginning, I don't want a relationship. I just want us to be able to be friends. I want to chill. I want to have a good time. And we get to a point in a relationship where it looks like we're in a relationship. And I said, I didn't want this. I got to go because I don't want to string you along. And at the same time, what we didn't provide in this information was you fucking her like you're in a relationship. You buy the flowers. You're taking her out. You're showing her a good time. And we acting like we're in a relationship. It's so hard for you to be able to. Okay. Set aside okay. these type of feelings when I feel like no. I'm in a relationship. Now, you know what I'm saying? okay, now, sure. <laughs> what? Wait, now, why is that a issue? Like, why if we're not in a relationship, I gotta treat you like shit? I gotta just be like, hit it. Yeah. Well, why is that? Problem. <laughs> That's the problem with our culture. Like anybody, I'm fucking, I'm loving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. Like you know, I'm making fortunate. love. We might not go the distance, but we good right now. And if I'm honest with you about that and you tell me you can handle that, you're equally responsible. Why don't you hold her? Agree. Agree. I Why agree. not? So I got a question. Her responsibility to say. I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, no, I agree. I agree. She she said she was okay with it. So you kept going along. But at the same time, you seen. This, this, uh-uh. So in, in the theory, everybody providing a, a nobody's being honest at this point. You think you're being honest because you say you don't want to be in a relationship, but you keep fucking with me. But he wants what, I'm available. He <laughs> wants that relationship dynamic for this moment, and he told her that. So, exactly. so here's the thing. No, he, he said, I don't want to be in a relationship. I just want to have a good time. And now we're doing stuff that we're like we're in a relationship. Why can't he no. do for this? <laughs> And I yeah. think that's the problem with this this standardized idea of relationships between men and women. Women have been so poorly treated by men that they think that a man treating you good means that he wants to be in a relationship. If I fuck with you, I'm your friend, right? That's good home training. If you're giving me sex, intimacy, I can bring you some flowers. If your car breaks down, I'm going to come pick you up. If you want to go out to eat? I'm going to take you out to eat. You're providing me love and sex and intimacy, and we're good for this moment, right? But if if I have shared with you, we're filling space in each other's lives right now in a beautiful and intimate way, and that is beautiful. Any expression and exchange of love to me is beautiful. But if he's been very clear that we're good for this period of our lives, and she says she's okay with that, I think when she, re- I don't think it's fair because he's enjoying the relationship too. So I don't think it's fair for the responsibility to just be on him. If she realizes 
he fucking me good. He taking me out. He treating me good. I'm getting emotionally involved. But this brother said that that's not what he wants. That's where the respect and like the love and women not really understanding love. Because love, if I love you as a friend, I respect what you tell me you want. I'm going to support what you tell me you want. If you tell me you don't want to be in a relationship with me, I honor that. I'm not, I'm not going to try to force you to do anything else. If you tell me you treat me good, you fucking me good, we good for this period, but you don't want me like that. Now, first of all, if somebody tell me they don't want me like that, you ain't got to worry about me. You're not getting anything more. I'm not oh, going to. cold blooded. Hold up. You just wow. agreed to the. Wow. I mean, you just agreed wow. to the. No, hold up. To the no, trap. No, no, that no, is cold blooded. No, no. No, like because that's how I'm set up. If you don't want what I want, I'm not going to mess with you. As exactly. soon as he said, uh, as soon as he said, I just don't it, want. It, it, no, but that's the difference. We got to be honest. She should have been honest and say, I want somebody who's going to be a serial monogamous. If that's not what we want, Let's go our separate ways. Nah, hold on. Question, Hold on. Question, Charlotte. Hold on. Question, Charlotte. So, and just, just to put you in the situation, and if Taking I my donation back now, she tripping. And I told See? you that I was interested in dating you. You know, beautiful, but I don't want anything serious right now. Um, you know, that could possibly change in the future, but that's not currently what I want right now. And I asked you out on a date. Would you actually? go out on a date with me or do you know right then I don't want a relationship or I want monogamy so I'm it, honest I'm not going I'm honest with myself about what I want mm-hmm. if I'm in a period where I'm kicking it like right now my priority my priority is my business right so I might be okay with that right now next year I might not be okay with that last year I might not have been okay with that. I think the okay. that most important thing is being honest with what you want. So if you told me that and I'm in a period where I'm dating seriously, I would be like, hey, you know, it's cool. You good. I'm good. It was nice meeting you. I'm going to keep it moving. And that's where the honesty and the accountability comes in. Like, I'm not going to say I'm okay with that. And then in three months, you know, we we are enjoying each other. And then in three months, I'm going to be like, Oh, I want a relationship, even though you told me you didn't want a relationship. What we doing? Yeah. I see. I thought what you were speaking doing? on a perspective like you agreed to the 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 situation that we have. Like, you know, A, we're not gonna be in a relationship, but you know, we might might get it on a little bit here and then we might hang out a little bit, yada yada yada. But you know, we're not gonna take it to that next level and be in a relationship. We're just gonna do our thing on the side. But then later down the line, you're talking about well, if I have to remind you, like, yo, I told you I'm not trying to do this. That's when you're going to zip it up and say, all right, it's a wrap. I'm out of here. That's what I thought you were saying. But you're saying, oh, rip, you wouldn't agree to that. At or, this point in my life. Or, but, I mean, not you per se, but hypothetically, a woman shouldn't agree to that. That's what you're saying. If, if that's, that's not what she wants, she needs to go into it knowing what she wants. Okay, and that's the thing. What if she don't know what she wants? Because we're we're constantly finding ourselves, and as you said, we're constantly changing. Absolutely. So, in the moment, she might be like, "Yo, this shit is cool. This shit is fly." And then she see how you treating them. You're like, "Wait, hold up. I want. I don't want him treating nobody. Yeah, I don't want I nobody want else to get treated like that. So, don't treat nobody else like that. You know. <laughs> and honestly, to reevaluate where they are. Like, if if things have changed for her and they haven't for him, she can say that, and he can say that they haven't changed. And at that point, she gets to decide, do I keep on 
And then knowing that I'm putting myself at risk for heartbreak because he's told me that's not what he wants. Or do I just go ahead and cut, call it because he's told me what he wants and what I want and what he wants is different. Okay. Just honesty at every step. All right. Uh, you kind of touched on a subject I wanted to speak on because it kind of came up in relationship to, in relation to with Lupita. Because a lot of people, as you may know, Lupita uh, recently got divorced or broke up with her longtime, you know, mate, uh, Salma, that X Games, ESPN, whatever, whatever you don't know, you know. But um, I've been seeing a lot of people saying that, oh, she should just hang it up because 40 and dating is out of like, nah, you're never going to find anybody. And you stated that, you know, dating in your 30s is very difficult. So, like, do you feel like... You should just like, hey, put me first and just a wrap. I'm not even going to try no more. I'm just going to have a good time. Or do you feel like there's still a possibility for some genuine love out there? Absolutely. I know people. Let me tell you about my mom. When my parents got divorced, my mom was about 50 or maybe a little bit older. She hasn't been single. And she hasn't been with just one person since my parents got divorced. They got divorced almost 20 years ago. She's single and she's doing her thing focused on herself. She's not really thinking about men, but she men court her and she's in love. You know, she's traveling. She's doing. I don't mind the reflections of what I see with women. They have very active dating lives and love lives late. I think that you're not dead until you're dead. And I think that you're not old until you think you're old. So if you have the mentality, that's the happiness mindset. If you have the mentality that I need to hang it up because I'm 40, then hang it up because you're 40. But if you have the mentality that I'm fine, 40, like for me, I'm aging in reverse. That's what I tell myself. I'm going to get finer, more successful, more healthy. I'm going to be better at everything. So my mentality going into dating, I'm never going to have that fear because Everybody can pick that energy up and people are attracted to that. And also for women, I do want to express what I've experienced and what I'm hearing a lot of other women experience. When you get older, younger men like you and they're more like persistent and courting. So I don't, maybe the relationship and dating dynamics change, but no, I don't think that it's done at 40 at all. So you saying as you open in the gate for the 21 year olds to come through and be like, hey, yo, you play your cards right, you might be able to hang. <laughs> Maybe not 21, but you know. <laughs> and they give it a run for their money. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, they will give you a run for your money. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, you go so- ahead. I, yeah, I, I have something that uh, it was this thread that I was reading, um, and you can tell me if you uh, feel like this may be true or not, Shade. Um, And it's about the five stages of love um, that most couples and most couples don't make it past uh, stage three. Uh, the first stage is passion and fun. Um, the second stage is getting serious. Uh, the third stage is delusionment, um, just being delusional of 
faults are things of you know that people are traits that people may have that you choose to kind of look past in the beginning but at some point it started to kind of get on your nerves a little bit uh so your pet peeves about them if you will uh and then the last one being uh i mean not four the fourth one being deeper understanding of that person kind of when you move past that and then the fifth one being uh moving forward together um so do you believe in that i guess that third one with delusionment where you have those little pet peeves or things that you start to get on your nerves about your partner um you believe that most couples don't make it past that um i think that's relative i don't know enough to intelligently speak on that okay well i mean just just an opinion just just a yeah it's, it's not that you have the, to be correct about it but you know in the frame of modern dating i would say no because we're moving through people so quickly so we like mm -hmm. i can read you Why as soon right gets on your nerves you can go on a dating app swipe get the next person um so in that sense i would agree with that well with that said do you feel like well i guess you already answered because i was going to say do you think both men and women have less patience or you know are not as willing to build with somebody absolutely we have way more options and way more access we really don't have way more options. It's the same options. It's just, it's like, um, <laughs> uh, what's the movie? The Tyrone movie? It's just the same nigga Big in a different Tyrone. packaging. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. That, that was great. That was wonderful. I think we have more perceived options. Exactly. It's like, you're going to get, all right, you, you think that this, you know, dark skinned girl over here is gonna be, you know, different from the light skinned girl you got. And they're the same woman, or you're just attracting the same type of people, you know, mm -hmm. and you don't realize it. So I I don't know. So we have the perception of more options, and because we have the perception of more options, we're less patient. So we move through people quicker. Yeah, but then comes the reality that you don't have as many options, like you said. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, and I off the piggyback off what Ranger was saying, uh, Ren was saying, uh, I've been married 19 years, so I kind of like been through all the stages. You know what I'm saying? Like the acceptance stage, the the stage where a person get on your nerves, like little, like little stuff. And it's like you know, the, you know, so you kind of go through those different stages. And if you if you can make it through the stages, you know what I'm saying? It's great at the end because when you get to that acceptance stage of this is the person I'm with. Like how you said it earlier, like I'm cool with just being your homie. Like you know what I'm saying? We homies, like that's how I know I'm happy with this person in particular. Because I can still be homies with you because after we went through all the shenanigans and bullshit. So um, you know, I think, you know, people can make it through it, but I think nowadays, like you said, the modern day dating or the modern day uh, relationship, people kinda moving so fast. Um, because of social media, because of different networks that you get into, and like you said, find a new person um, real quick. You can find a new person anywhere real quick on you know any app or any club. So uh, and move up, move forward. So I mean, I think it's just a laziness of the culture now, and people just because it comes so easily and frequently, uh, they're willing to take it the easy way then to stick with someone and just say, I'm cool with being cool with this person. No, you, you touched on um, a topic that I wanted to speak on, too, um, that we kind of spoke about a little bit briefly, 
what age do you think a person should get married or consider marriage? 27. That was a diff- diff- <laughs> You just off the top of doing 27. <laughs> that's that's cool. Cool. Yeah, I, think, I, <laughs> I, I, got, I got married when I was like 21, I think 20 years old. Yeah, we ain't had no liquor at our wedding. So I was 20 years old and um crazy ass ride, bro. I ain't gonna count. Like, you know, going through these these 19 years of this is like wow. Just even know that you could just like stay this tight with somebody this long, you know. Um but getting 27, I think, is like a, a good appropriate age. You done graduated from college or got your little uh, trade and you're in your business field. And, you know, by then, I feel like you should be thinking about kids and settling down and building something with somebody or somebody in this culture and days. Um, you know, I think about 27. I think that's a real good solid age. Between 27 and 30. Anything past that, it's kind of like, you almost missed the boat, and that's both sides of the fence, truthfully. Hmm. Not even just on the woman's <laughs> side, but I think both sides of the fence, like, dudes are out here trying to find a female, and it's like, like you said, they're everybody the same. Hmm. My, my, uh, or you attracting the same. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, or you attracting the same. Or you attracting the same. Um, so, you know. What about Active. you, Shane? Active. Uh, you have a different perspective, you said? Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> Shoot it. Thank you. Throw it out here. The floor is yours. I would say older because when you're younger, you don't necessarily know certain things to look out for. Like when I'm 27, I don't know that diet alignment is important because if I eat healthy and you eat crazy, when we get into this relationship, we're going to have a lot of difficulty getting aligned with like our lifestyles, like either I'm probably going to start eating crazy or you're going to start eating healthy, which would be great. Or we're going to clash a lot because we just didn't know that was something that is important in a relationship. Um, I'll say when I was probably about 29, I dated a guy who ate crazy and he drank all the time. My and young, like, <laughs> which is cool. Like whatever your lifestyle is, it's cool. It's no problem. But that wasn't what I was trying to be on. But because I was like rocking with him and I was young and I didn't really know myself yet, I was doing things with him that I probably wouldn't have done. Or when as I got older, I, I saw things very differently. So that wasn't a sustainable model. I think when you get older, you're pretty like, you know you. Not you with someone, not you molding and shaping to someone. You know who you are. My parents got, they had me when my dad was 41, my mom was 33. And they naturally, like my mom, she liked to travel. She liked going to the beach. She cooked. She, family was a priority. My dad had the same thing. So when they got together, they didn't have to change anything to be with each other. They didn't have to like have arguments about who was doing what. It was just flow because they already knew who they were. So I, I think maybe a little bit older. I can see younger, but I think to me for healthier, a healthier relationship and longevity, you're probably the exception. Um, But like the norm, a lot of people get divorced after a few years or, you know, the first marriage is highly likely to end up in divorce. And I think a lot of that is because people are getting married before they really know who they are and who they naturally align with. 
Yeah, I believe the same thing. I think that if I had to throw an age out there, I would say about 33, 34, maybe. Um, just because in your 30s, you kind of become comfortable, like you said, who you are, with who you are as a person. You really start to get to know who you are and what your expectations are and you know what you want out of life. So um, you don't really know that in your 20s, in my opinion, especially not men. Uh, in my opinion, because I know most of us don't really start getting our act together until our thirties. So, what? That's just. Unbelievable. I mean, you don't think about twenty-seven. We took we we. Uh, I think about twenty-seven. The average guys, like bro, I had my first house at like twenty-four. <laughs> so I was like, so you got you got you know you got. I don't know. I that's you though. I had my act together at 21. What you talking about? Like, man, you were the college journalist. Like, I knew you. I knew you. I knew you. At no, that like, are you no. serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be serious right now. I was headstrong in my thought pattern. I had everything. A liar. Didn't you just talk about being honest? You ain't even being honest right now. You ain't let me finish. And then these you women. You ain't being honest. <laughs> these women. Got me off my pitch. A liar. And ruined my honesty. And I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you. I think that's something to make a special note of. You you all come from two parent households? No. Yeah. Well, me and my brother do that. Yeah. So your ability, like your your preset is marriage. That's what you saw. Right. So like you might be prepared a little sooner because that's what you saw. And you might have had your act together a little sooner because you saw an example of that. Um, A lot of men don't have that. Black men specifically, a lot of black men don't have that foundation and they don't have the um, example to see. So a lot of times they're teaching themselves. And that happens, unfortunately, on the backs of a lot of women, because what I said before, a lot of times men don't have the luxury of, of understanding themselves first. And they lean on women to be the therapist and all this. And so they have a lot of really jacked up relationships before they get their groove. And that typically isn't until early, mid 30s, where I would say the average. A lot of people get married sooner, but they mess up grandly. Because they don't know who they are. They haven't, they don't know what principles are, values, foundations. They don't have integrity. You all have that, right? Y'all had that preset. So I would say, you know, in a general scheme, based on like, you know, the majority, not the exceptions. I personally, that's why I think maybe the mid-30s would be a little better because men are having to teach themselves as they go. Well, on the counterpart, if you do mid thirties and understanding like, you know, the woman's biological clock and everything like that, and we're all not super duper millionaires where we can just freeze eggs and just have babies whenever we please or choose to. Um, if we do get married in our later thirties, uh, the latter side of our thirties, that leaves less time for us to enjoy our marriage versus, you know, trying to make a baby, make a baby, make, make a baby. You know, because we got to make it happen. 27. 27 so, is the golden ticket. How do you feel like with <laughs> that pushing up against it? Or that is for the people that want to have children. I like that you clarified that because I think we're in a different time where everybody doesn't necessarily want to have children. Um, the world's not happy. 
<laughs> happiness coaches well it's not very happy and bringing a baby into an unhappy world could be traumatic that's yeah. what i say though exactly in some senses is it even selfless to have a child during this period of history um but beyond outside of that i agree if you want to have a child then yeah the earlier but then even with that are you are you actually stable enough in your mind your spiritual finances really to set your child up for success if you're having and not not when you've had an example and had the foundation laid not that if you haven't had the foundation laid you haven't had seen functional marriages you haven't you may have grown up in poverty and you're trying to un, like we're the generation that's closing gaps we're undoing generational curses we're trying to build wealth we're that generation that has a lot on our shoulders so if you're bringing a child in as you're undoing all these generational curses, are you going to duplicate the past if you do it too soon? Or are you going to um, be able to lay a, a, a really healthy foundation? And I guess that's where modern technology comes in with the IVF. That's where body wellness comes in, where like, you know, this is another happiness. It's hard work. If you take certain herbs, if you exercise a certain way, you drink a certain things, eat a certain way, your fertility is gone. That may not be a problem. I know people who got pregnant in their 50s naturally. I know a lot of women who are still menstruating in their 50s. So that means what? They, they're fertile. So, you know, there is. And then maybe you only have one child versus four or five. Or two or three, you know? So I think those things are changing. And I think maybe the next generation after us, they'll be able to get married at 27. Because we're we've undone all those curses and we're the fathers are very active and the parent unit is together. Um, so that would be great if the next couple generations have it, the landscape cleared to bring kids and help. Okay. All right, all right. There's hope. There's hope for younger marriages. Okay, I like that answer. I like that answer. Right. I was sexy red. My bad. Oh, y'all gonna stop? Y'all gonna get out there? Y'all too heavy on sexy red. with my jets on. She is the jets. Y'all too heavy on her. Y'all too heavy on sexy red. Y'all know. Y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist. Y'all know what we go. Here we go. Here we go. Y'all know I'm a conspiracy theorist, that. <laughs> well, on an on You're another, right. kind of on another topic in finding your May, I was listening to oh, Shannon. Wait a minute, Shaw. let me. Oh, you want to jump in? Okay, I gotta say something. First of all, I want to say that Lupita likes the girls. Just so you know, <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. She likes the girls, so we don't know if that was gonna work out from the very beginning. So I just wanted to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's that time of the podcast where I have to call somebody gay because I can't be alone. <laughs> I can't be alone. We ain't even talking about Dwight Howard today. Not talking about I can't, and I told you about him too, didn't I tell you? He, he, likes, did, the he, he likes the guys. I said that. You did say that. Peter likes the girls. It's, it's definitely rumors going on that her and Janelle Monet had a relationship at some point, so... We're gonna throw that out there. Second, second of all, I want to say that my grandmother just turned. Oh yeah, my grandmother just turned seventy four today, and she didn't get a hysterectomy until last year. And the only reason why she got one was because 
She was just tired of having a period. So <laughs> wait, what? She was getting yeah. a period at 73 or something? You, that's what you told me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, my, auntie is, my auntie is only two years older than me. So all them beats in college. Like, <laughs> my my grandma had a baby, and then two years later, my mom had a baby. So I mean, when y'all get to going on about how women's clocks this and this, that, and third, I feel like that's some shit that white people made up. I did Um, see a post that said, (laughs) well, they they say it's similar to the uh, with women lactating. It's just like that hormone just comes in their body. As long as they keep that hormone of being fertile or that mindset or something, it will always trigger the creation of eggs and stuff like that. I yeah, heard I feel that, like it's, it's something it's that, true. I'm not saying that it's not true, but I just feel like it's a thing that I feel like white people just continue to push on black women. Um, also, my my mom, who, she said that if she would have waited to get married, she probably would have only had one child because she probably wouldn't have gotten married until her late 30s. And she mm-hmm. only would have had one job. Are you so? Oldest? I think getting I, I am the oldest. Oh, you made it! You made it! <laughs> I made cut. So I think I also think that getting married older does eliminate a lot of the mistakes that we start making at a younger age as okay. well. So, right. although I'm not on board with putting the age limit on marriage, you get married when you're ready. Um, mm. I do understand and agree with waiting till you're older because there's a lot of things that I didn't learn about myself until I was older and I was well into my thirties. So get married when you're ready, but hopefully know yourself. Like she said, know yourself. So that way you don't feel like you're bamboozling your partner. Be honest. Like you said. So that was just my little spiel. I just had to make sure that everybody knew that Lupita is gay and, um, I'm not alone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. But so. I kind of wanted to touch on something else because being that we're talking about people dating later in life, um, and I've seen Shannon Sharp talk about this with Ocho Cinco on their podcast. He was uh, talking about Yvonne Orgy, who claims to be 39 years old and still a virgin. Now... Uh, well, Shannon Sharp said he doesn't want that. He said he wants, and I quote, "Be nasty." Now, if you know what "be nasty" is, my nigga, y'all know, y'all know. But, <laughs> but uh, outside of that, no judgment, like, no judgment. Yeah, no judgment, no judgment on the match chat, no judgment. But um, are well, Charlie, in your case, are you open to since you're dating in your thirty, you're later. I don't know. I don't want to put your age out there. I right? since you're dating in your thirties, as you stated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll just say thirties. I'm leaving it at that. All right. <laughs> Are you open to dating someone that is, you know, potentially a virgin, or do you want somebody that you know, the damn near bald on the tie and the tread? The damn. Block. Oh, damn, why do I got to be bald? <laughs> Someone who's a virgin, um, I wouldn't say, I would probably need, to, okay, let me ask you this. <laughs> are we dating or are we getting married? Am oh. I dating a virgin with the intention of getting married or I'm just dating a virgin? Well, you're dating a virgin and you, you're liking this guy. You're loving his chemistry, his conversation, and he's kind of been hesitant. He's been holding back and he's like, no, nah, I want it to be special. And then he admits to you, now, y'all done dated for some months. Now he said, like, yo, I want to be with you. I want a relationship with you. But there's, I'd rather just hold that until we're married. 
Now, would you? <laughs> oh, that face. That said, hell no. But <laughs> no, that's that's a tough one. If we were gonna get married quickly, then I might be okay with that, and I might be able to teach him some things. I it wouldn't be preferred. I wouldn't prefer to date a virgin at all. Mm. You said that's I'm, not her ministry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her ministry. It's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so it's not. If he was a great man and he could dance and I seen the equipment beforehand and we <laughs> If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Oh no. Alright. <laughs> but yeah, I found that kind of weird because I'm like, you know, a lot of dudes claim they want a virgin. Like they want they want an untouched, you know, white dress. But do you really want that a person that you know is unexplored in certain things? And do you really want to teach for a good majority of you know your life? patience thing? Are we loving because we actually love each other, or are we loving because sex is involved and then we're infatuated and and we like the sex and so we think we love each other? Well, sex is a part of love in my book. I agree. Mm-hmm. But is it the primary, like in this moment with this person? Because if you meet a phenomenal person mm-hmm. and the only holdup is that they have never had sex before, am I going to not have the patience to like, we're going to watch some porns together. I'm going to show you some things. I'm going to teach you what I like. Mm-hmm. We got chemistry. Now, if we have chemistry mm-hmm. and it's a lot of sexual chemistry, then I can trust that we probably going to enjoy when we are intimate i mean i'm you know i don't know theoretically Mm -hmm. i feel like that would be a question that i would ask myself is this a like if if this person is amazing am i gonna not move forward with him just because he's never had sex before but then i guess that would bring up some other questions about like well if we have sex is he gonna be a stalker <laughs> oh, is that is just that bad? Huh? What if he what if he be like, yo, like you know, he gotta stalk you? <laughs> After you have sex for the first time, it's a lot of emotions that come along with that of attachment, of everything. So, and then expectations, a whole lot of chemical bonding and biological, and and I think. We don't understand this enough that when you have sex, your biology actually changes. So if we're bonding and mating and you've never done that before and I've done that before, how are you going to process or handle all of these changes? What does the responsibility look like for me to be able to hold that for you? Mm. And do I want to hold that for you? Would you? I don't know. (laughs) You know, it's a yes or no. You know if you would want to handle that. It wouldn't be preferred. But if me and the guy are loving each other and it depends. I, these are questions I would have to ask myself. Mm. See, this kind of falls back into what I believe that the woman, they want a, a complete man, but he, you know, is still finding himself. So, like, 
you got to have women, not all women, but some women that are wanting these things need to have a little bit of patience to let it build. But, you know, Lene, how do you feel on this topic since, you know, <laughs> you you took a whole conversation and tied it into some bullshit. What I do? What? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, yeah. I'm asking what you did with a deal with a version to well, this goes back to what I said about women ain't shit. That's basically <laughs> what you just said. Like, come on, yo, you're selling out. <laughs> I didn't think you would catch it. I didn't think you'd cut yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> you're selling out. <laughs> um, I'm patient. So, you know, depending on the situation, it just, you know, depends. Um, like she said, you got to ask yourself a bunch of questions. Then figure out what you want to deal with and what you don't want to deal with. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I mean, from I come from a different side of the spectrum. Like, I I mean, that at one point, there was a guy who decided they, if they wanted to deal with me or not. Because, I mean, at some point, I was a virgin. He had to decide whether he wanted to take my virginity or not. And then there was a girl who had to decide whether they wanted to be the first girl that I was with. And then there was a there was a me who had to decide whether I wanted to be with that girl. And then there was another guy who decided whether he wanted to be with me because I like girls. So it's different. Ooh, it's so many different things at play. You have to ask yourself. Everybody got to be honest. That's like I told you from the very beginning, I'm very honest. I was very honest with who I was talking to. Hey. I'm bisexual. I like girls. I like guys. Sometimes I like the devil in between both. If you don't like that, don't bother with me <laughs> because I'm going to be honest with you. But I also was honest with saying, if I just deal with you, I'll just be dealing with you. So you won't have to worry about the outside forces messing with what we got going on. I also let them be known. I want a relationship. If you don't want one, leave me alone. And with the virgin, I mean, I think most people who are virgins at that age, they're waiting for that one. So, you know, number one, they're dating to marry. They want to be monogamous. And because they've been holding on for so damn long <laughs> that they really are waiting for that one person to come and sweep them off their feet. And then also, they're going to continue. They don't mind waiting. And they don't mind holding out. So if this ain't something that you want to do, just cause if you just want to smash because they ain't never been smashed before, just know what's coming along with it. And you got to be honest with yourself and you got to be honest with them from the very beginning to know if that's something you're willing to deal with. So I'm a little bit more patient. So I don't have those. It, I don't think it would bother me. But again, I don't know if that's my ministry or not. So I probably wouldn't deal with it. <laughs> I don't think it would be something I would deal with. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Um, I saw this. This was on the top of this uh, that you made, Jay. Uh, I don't think this was asked, but uh, is being a good man or a woman good enough to keep a relationship going? I'm asking that to Shade. Ooh. You said no. No, because it's relevant. I mean, well, we I. Got- we're not talking about good man like how waiting to excel, Whitney Houston mama said, he's a good man. We're talking about like he's a genuinely a good guy. Like, you know. Great people. What's a good guy? Like, he, <laughs> he's faithful, you know. <laughs> Got to put that at number one. Uh, you know, he provides, he holds it down. And, um, attentive? Yeah, he pays attention. That goes into what I was saying 
before with this culture that men either have to be like ancient or in a relationship. The baseline standard should be that he's a good guy. That shouldn't be some like. But do girls want good guys though? That's another thing. I, I was raised a certain way. I expect that. That's my standard. So you never had a thing for a bad guy or, you know, oh, he's mysterious? Maybe like once, but he wasn't bad like most people are bad. Mm. I mean, when you think about a bad guy, he was. What's bad? <laughs> like she said, it was relative. It's relative. Criminal activity, um, misogynistic, things like that's what I think about when I think about bad. He wasn't yeah. bad. He was probably bad, like he didn't have good communication skills, or you know, he had a couple women, but he was honest about that. Mm. So he wasn't bad, he just wasn't good for me. But um, I think that the baseline should be that he's a good guy. And that doesn't just because you're a good guy doesn't mean you're my guy. And just because I'm a good woman, that doesn't mean I'm your woman. If we have chemistry. And because I, I actually would, I had a relationship where we were extremely compatible. He was an extremely incredible man. I had no sexual attraction to him. And I was doing it because he was a good guy. And that's when I realized, like, I will never date a man. Like, he was a very handsome man, too. I just wasn't sexually attracted to him. So why would I just stay in a relationship because he's a good guy? but I don't want to give it to him at mm. night. And I got tummy aches and headaches every night. Well, did you communicate <laughs> to find like maybe where it could could have been fixed or it was just un impossible? You just said, all right, it's not working. I wasn't that attracted to him. and But you just I mean, said he was handsome. He was very handsome. Just because yeah. somebody's attractive doesn't mean you're attracted to them. He, one of my friends put it this way. This person wasn't designed by God for you. Was great he metrosexual? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> so was, was that merely all? <laughs> was he metrosexual? Like, I don't want to say was he gay. Because if he was, was all that in a bag of chips and you were sexually attracted to him. He had to have some some feminine or some type of energy about him that she just wasn't. You called it. Connected with oh, it. shit. Be love through gay or somebody and it was right. What? It was metrosexual. He didn't call him gay. You don't know Nay. You don't know Nay. You don't know Nay. You Oh, yeah, he but thought it was very natural. He he wasn't metro, and I tried to change him to metro because I'm like, well, I don't like. He was from like Jersey, right? So I'm like, I didn't like how he dressed. So I'm like, well, I like men to wear button ups. And da, da, da. I was younger at this time, so it wasn't any of the attire. It was just he was a little bit more feminine, which does not mean gay. No. He just was more feminine in his emotions right and he wasn't the dominant partner i didn't feel naturally feminine with him so i'm like this is not we're two feminine people in a relationship this doesn't feel sexual give me an example it's hard because he was also very masculine so he did all the things like take the trash out he 
come pump my gas if I'm out and about and I don't want to pump my gas. He would do all the masculine things, but maybe like he walked a little feminine or he was, his voice would get really high pitched when we would talk, almost like whiny. Or I don't know, there were just yeah. things. I didn't necessarily feel, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was with a masculine, it just felt like two feminine people. And I, I want to clarify though, I need to clarify this. Just because a man is feminine, it does not make him gay. He was not a gay man at all. He loved women. Um, we just both had feminine energy. Do you think that is a hmm? Uh, uh, do you think that is that the the feminine masculine energy is a bit toxic in a way, or just like a, a, a wrong way of thinking? In some aspect, and like, what? Like you said, like he was whiny or he was emotional. But then you find more women that want their man to be emotional. But then you're calling it feminine when he is being emotional. No, no emotion. Let me clarify because I want men to be emotional. I think they should. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a book called Mars and Venus. Um, I'm going to, I need to find the name of the book, but it really explains the balance of like testosterone and estrogen and what they present as and like, you know, how that shows up biologically or whatever. So just because um, a man is emotional, like he was, let me break it down a little bit further. He was a Pisces, I'm an Aries. Naturally, my energy is masculine. <laughs> so... It wasn't about him being emotional. I, I hold space for men to be emotional. It was the way he expressed his emotions was a bit, it was like, I felt like the masculine energy. And some women have more masculine energy and need a more feminine man. And I wish that was talked about more because a lot of masculine men who are feminine have to hide their femininity because they're perceived as gay so they have toxic masculinity mm. because they're trying to be what they think is masculine because they've been told they were gay for being their natural feminine selves i just happen to have a lot of feminine energy and he had the equal amount of feminine energy also relationships are fluid right like sometimes a man is going to be in his masculine a woman's going to be in her feminine you switch it. That's cool. We just happen to both often be in the same energy. So we could have equally been in both in masculine energy at the same time. That's repulsive. You need a yin and a yang. We didn't do that, the role switching easily. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so, so all right, I home, boy. We ain't even talk trash about you, my boy. We are here. <laughs> yeah, be love, be love. Do, you know this guy? do you know this guy? Do you know this guy? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I just want to make sure he's all right. You know, make sure you keep listening. Nah, he's somewhere <laughs> worried about it. You know, worried about breaking the nail and being. <laughs> now see, you shot up, Mister Pisces man. My bad. My masculinity. Really my masculinity really is getting out of hand. You know, my bad. Yeah, yeah, my it's bad. toxic. My you fault. get toxic. My fault. Okay, I'll be trying to. Oh, that man oh. broke a nail. Now I'm saying he. I'm trying to. Uh, he, 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 
Yo, so they just said that he was, you know, they kept having the cycle on the same time. My fault. My fault. Did you hear what? No, that's not what she said. Are you listening? You being figured, yeah. you, you throwing my cycle on. All right. That's what she said. Something with a moon in 28 days. No, did you listen to it? You clearly nah, did not. You heard feminine there. energy and he turned gay out of nowhere. That's what happened. As <laughs> soon as you said feminine energy, everybody nah. in the podcast, hey, I don't hey, that man. V Love called it. V Love called it. He called it. But he I said he was metrosexual, but what he wanted to say was, was that nigga gay? Because, I mean, <laughs> he just said metro to be cute, but he really wanted to say, was he gay? <laughs> Come on, yo. <laughs> but speaking of gay, why is it that women will not date a man that has played around in the, you know, in the men's Bro. situation. And then in decided the he didn't like, yeah, and decided he didn't like it and said, you know what, we'll come back, you know, and deal with the women. Why is it that like that? But on our side, you know, it's men, we be like, oh, you played with women? Man, girl, all right, we understand. It is what it is. Yeah. Because you like, because y'all like that shit. Like, I don't even know why y'all like that shit, but y'all do. <laughs> Y'all like girls that like girls. What? Why? But the guy could be. This guy could be like, and we've seen this on the Insecure TV show a while back. Like the guy was really a good person for uh, Molly, but Molly couldn't get over the fact that he, you know, had sexual relations with a dude in the past. But he said that shit wasn't for him. So why? Why are women like just like I can't do it? Why? Me, we got Nay answer. They already answered before in the podcast. They, you know? they don't want mine, they want your answer. They said, they said she couldn't do it. They said she couldn't do it. I'm I said, I don't know if I can or not. That's what I nah, said. I don't know. They said some shit. Nah, I need a nigga. No, that I said, I'm not sure if I She's can like, or not. Like I she can. said, when I'm with a guy, I like to show my more feminine side and so therefore because i flip-flop a lot you know what i'm saying sometimes i'm like i'm married so sometimes me and my wife we take different positions at different times you know what i'm saying sometimes i'm the feminine one she's the you know more masculine one sometimes i'm the masculine one you know what i'm saying she's the feminine one and we can flip-flop like that and it's okay it works our dynamic is great which side when you i'm with a guy which side when, you, I'm a which, guy, when i'm with a guy i generally take the more feminine role which and, side you don't like being though I don't really care. You don't care. You like you like. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, nah, I'll take out the trash. The question is, <laughs> no, I got a rule. I got a rule. I don't take out the trash. Now. That's not the question. <laughs> the question was, why won't a woman be interested? Why are most women not interested in being with a man that's being with another man, or or whatever? I honestly think it's because of the fear of like one HIV. And then two, I think another part is what we understand about homosexuality for men specifically is that men who have been with another man are just gay. So we don't have space societally. There has not been a space created for actual bisexual men to Mm. speak about, I'm actually bisexual there has been like if he's bi he's gay period and then I think maybe if there was more space for men to be honest about that and then to talk about like like um Nasa like if you're monogamous and I'm with you I'm with you 
So if the man has space to be honest, and then if he was a monogamous person, and then he was a safe person, and there could be trust around his safety as far as safe sex and, and he doesn't have HIV or any terminal sexual disorder, then I think maybe it could be, maybe women would be a little bit more open. Yeah. I mean, I, I see it happening in culture. Like I've seen, I don't ask me which one because I have no clue, but I feel like I've seen a reality show where a woman had a bisexual man and she was okay with it. So I think maybe people are becoming a little bit more open. Who knows? That's not also what I wanted to point out is because people generalize men and saying that if they have sex with guys, they're just gay. They're often on the DL a lot. And so a lot of women don't know if they can trust a guy to just be with them because essentially we want somebody who's a monogamous. So I don't care that you was with a guy. I just need to know that you're not going to be with one while we're together. But a lot of guys tend to be on the DL a lot more than bisexual women. We don't have to hide being bisexual. Y'all have to hide being on the DL because of toxic masculinity. So it's hard oh, to trust a guy. Toxic masculinity. It's toxic because guys, it's, toxic. it's, it's, it's toxic. really hard to be a gay guy in America because people are so hard. No, it's not. Guys. They have taken it's, over. You get free stuff. You get discount. Hold on, hold on. A gay white man get all of that shit. Hold gay on. black dudes don't do that. <laughs> it's, toxic. it's toxic masculinity that women have won't haven't created a space for men to be open about their sexual experiences. Men haven't created a space for men to no, be but, open about but, their sexual experiences. Uh, but Sade just you said, expect women to be like that. Sade just said that you know women haven't created a space for the man to be honest. This is the second time she said that the man hasn't had space for him to be in genuine self. She also said that men have to be within themselves to have that type of space. They have to take it seriously in order for them to have a space for somebody to provide it for them. Like, you got to be okay with you being gay in order for me to be okay with you telling me that you gay. Y'all not okay with that shit. That's why the fuck can't nobody get over it. That's why we can't create that type of space because y'all not okay with being gay. You <laughs> said that, Nate, because I, I completely agree. If men were confident and said, yo, this is what it is. You you fucking with it or not. If men had that confidence within themselves, women are going to be like, okay. But If a man <laughs> is confident within himself and he is honest within himself and he can say what it is, a lot, of, and he's still operating in that masculine dominant energy, a lot of times women look to men to lead and guide. So women will get on board with what men say. For instance, you see all these women with men who they know are cheating. They know he ain't shit. And they follow his his toxic cheating, drive her crazy self because he said, because he's like, this is what it is. This is who I am. He's showing her this is what it is. Women a lot of times will just follow what men a lot of times. Culturally. Look at the, look at the White Howard. <laughs> yeah, everybody got something to say about him. <laughs> and he's scared for, for him to tell everybody he's like men too. He's scared. And there's a lot of masculinity in him saying, don't worry about what's going on in my bedroom. He's mm -hmm. not accepting. He didn't say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Well, he was at one point, but now he's owning it. He's like, what I do in my bedroom is my business. 
And we ain't really hearing about it too much more after that, right? So if more men were confident and they said it honestly, people wouldn't make such a big deal about it because that's just, okay, you're not on my plate, but you on somebody's plate. It is just still going to fuck the way, I'm telling you. Of course. <laughs> still a millionaire. And I mean, he's still like seven foot. So, you know, that's a fetish from people too. So it is what it is. So you can get the shit off. But okay. All right. All right. All right. I almost tripped you up with that last question. Even though, you know, you ain't really making a space. You ain't making a space for men to be, you know, honest about it. As soon as I, I brought up the episode of the, you know, you started cringing your face like, ugh. You know, but uh, all right, Biz. If you want to be gay, I'm okay with you being gay. You can come can't to be me. gay, man. I, actually, I, I don't. It wouldn't work. You can I come to me. Work. Hey, I'll I will be toxic if you become if you become gay. Hey, you be toxic. toxic. I'll be a look. He provides a safe space for you, and he I'll a man. A I'll you. provide the safe space for you to tell me, and I'll still be your friend. Biz. Hey, man. You hey, look at him. Toxic. To the club, <laughs> gay people go to the strip club all the time. I like women. Women, women, women. Gay niggas go to the strip club all the time, and they be spending money too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if y'all want to be gay, come to me. <laughs> I will love you. I still gonna love you. Oh man, why? Is there anything else we want to touch on in this episode? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> you scared? Okay. Do around the last word. Oh wait, 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 okay. wait. So I I didn't want to jump on the you know um gay train. The, uh no, the, I'm always on the gay train. Clearly. Oh, not making space for men. Um, men um, back in. No, y'all want to train with me? I told you to get the doors to the church are open. Why won't you come? The doors to the church are open. <laughs> Why won't you come? I don't know if the doors to the church. <laughs> the, the doors to the church. Why are you come? I definitely don't want to go. Hey, hey, the church, hey, the church be where the gays be at too now. Don't act like that. The gays be in the church too. Absolutely right. (laughs) Taking their ass off in there. I didn't want to take the highlight off of men, men's mental health because that is important, especially black men. They need to, we all need to take their mental health seriously. But that's right. I also suffer from depression, but especially when the season changes. Um, the season is currently changing right now and I am fighting for my life. Do you have some tips of what, because standing out in the sun is not helping me anymore. <laughs> so I'm doing my best to try to get up and make something shake every day, but some days I'm just in the bed like, oh, why, 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 why? <laughs> um, if you are in the bed some days, that's okay. I would say understanding seasons, like that's the rhythmic flow of life, period, right? Somebody said to me, depression, deep rest. We're not always supposed to be on. We're not always supposed to be performing at our best. Um, I think that we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves to always be happy, always be great, always be high performing. We're not, and we're not designed to be that way. And again, we can look at nature and see hibernation. We see the fall, we see the spring, the summer, the winter. And so unfortunately, society isn't set up to accommodate that because we still have to go to work and we still have to get up even though it's dark outside and our bodies need to be resting and need to be sleep. I would say um, honoring that about this season is probably just a season of rest. 
Um, also, you know, journaling, that's great. Um, but doing things for other people, making sure you're doing things that honor yourself during the period. Like if I know I'm going through a high stress period and I'm going to be working 12 hours a day, I know I'm probably not going to eat right during this period. I'm not going to beat myself up, but what I'm going to do is overcompensate in other ways. So I'm going to take my vitamins. I'm going to drink a whole lot of water. So during this period, you might want to take some more vitamin D. Um, you might want to try to plan a trip every once in a while, like every couple, a couple, every month or every other month, if you're able to. And if you can't at this moment, you might want to factor that into your budget for next year, you know, but just trying to account for the fact that, you know, that you're going to be in this period, um, just planning out how to address that and how to be okay with it. I hope that's valuable. I feel like we're way too hard on ourselves around the concept of, of sadness, grief, um, depression, and not performing at optimal levels at times. Does that help? help yeah, me. I, it's understandable. <laughs> I understand it. I mean, I got a lot going on. I just moved to Texas, so I'm far away from family. We ain't really got no friends. It's just me and my wife, so we kind of been leaning on each other a lot, but she's stressed out. I'm stressed out. And it's just like, dang, ain't nothing falling into place the way we want it to. So, you know, I feel like I'm not doing everything that I should be doing, even though I feel like I'm doing everything that I can be doing. So it just, and then, and then of course, the weather changed. So it happens every year. But last year I got married around this time. So, you know, I was up in spirit and the year before that I was planning my wedding so I was up in spirit and then the year before that I got engaged so I was up in spirit so this year is like oh everything to calm down and now I'm trying to get into life and life is kicking my ass so I think definitely- that's the important part is giving yourself the grace to rest to not feel like you have to be perfect, not feel like, like take the should out of here. You're doing exactly what you should be doing. You're adjusting to a new city. You're with your partner. The weather's changed. You just laid out all the the realities. That shit is hard. Like I had to have that conversation with myself. Like I lost my dad last year. I lost my grandmother three months later. I like, because I couldn't perform at optimal performance as an entrepreneur, lost almost 50% of my income. And I'm thinking I I should perform. I should be happy. I should be these things. Nah, life just kicked my ass. I can not be perfect right now. And I let my people know straight up during this next six months, I might not be able to show up for you the, the way that I normally do. I'm okay with that. And I need grace during this period. I think the most important part is not thinking that you should and not being a perfectionist and not holding yourself to unrealistic standards when you're going through hard times that happen very naturally. So I think that's the first step. And I hope that gives you some grace in accepting like this is just a period. It's a three month period. I'm gonna give myself three months. I'm cool with this. I rock with me. I fuck with me. I honor me. I'm okay with me not being great right now. I don't have to do that right now. And I think that releases a lot of the depression, really, when you accept that. 
and lean into it. And then just, we actually, I'm not going to take up a whole lot of time. If you ever need a wellness coach, this is what I do <laughs> that training, like mantras, understanding, grace, all of those things. So if you, if you need personal support, I'm here. And, um, but I hope that gives everybody like a foundation, take the shoulds away, give yourself grace. Everything is seasonal. This is three months. We're going to be good. But I'm going to eat bad. I'm going to drink. I'm going to watch TV <laughs> for the next three months. And I'm okay with so, that. To piggyback off of that, um, Shadi, where can, where can the people find you at? Like, where, where are the social media that they can find you at to get some of your uh, happiness, coach helping? Because um, uh, not just Nate, but, you know, I think everyone kind of needs some of that in their life. So, if you give us like some reach out contact information where they can reach you at, you could let us know right now. Um, um love so L O V E underscore O F underscore F R E J A. That's my social media. Um, so that's my Instagram. Mm-hmm. My I will I can share my phone number. It's, this is my work line, so. <laughs> you have a bunch of phone calls out here. <laughs> get this ready, boy. Let me get that ready, boy. Oh, right <laughs> oh. Thousand people following you, calling your number. Ah, <laughs> you need to text first and state your name and your business. <laughs> I need to be happy now. <laughs> Today. Can you make me happy? Dot, dot, dot. <laughs> So my my phone number is 850-559-7528. And I'll say it again. I'm old school. Hmm. It's 850-559-7528. And I can share, I'll share my information with Ren. So if, I don't know if you all um, have subscribed. Yeah, we'll link it in there. I think I'm the only one that, uh, I don't think we're friends, so. (laughs) <laughs> well, I sent it to the group. Make sure y'all get locked in. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, I mean, thank you for coming by. We're gonna do a round of last words because we usually end it with last words. You know, some takeaways that we've had from this pod. Uh, we usually start off with Nay because she's the first lady of the pod. You know, <laughs> so Nay, you got any last words? We can let her go first. She's the guest. Oh, okay. Let okay. her go first. There you go. Sade, <laughs> last words? Um, My last words are happiness is hard work. You can attain happiness. Everybody can get it. It's your dedication and your commitment to accountability to achieving happiness. Um, love yourself holistically, abundantly. And yeah, it starts with you. The change you in the world starts with you. I like that. That, that was good. Oh, yeah. That was good. I see. You know what? I see why you be doing. Oh, you make me happy. How talking like that? All right. <laughs> all right. Let's throw it to this dark individual over here, Nay. Being all just you know nah, kicking men, dark. kicking men's <laughs> backs in. You know. No, I gotta uh, be dark. 
Kick, ain't the, kick nobody back in. You know, kick nobody back in. You wasn't picking up none of the jewels, Charlie. Was dropping. I picked up everything about, she said. Everything. How, I literally how, was man. like, "Yeah, I want men to take their they mental health seriously too, so we can take it just as serious." You're right. You're right. I'm fucking with you. I'm my I bad. be on y'all side sometimes. Y'all just be wanting to fight me, and I'm it don't be too many times to be on our side. But I, right, we gonna let you ride. Go ahead. I'll be against your ass because I don't like you. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Look, y'all. Biz wanted me and Richard to get on this podcast today and argue. That's what he wanted. Because <laughs> he said we've been beefing. I was he said hoping. we've been beefing. I was hoping. We've been beefing. We have not been beefing. I could not. Mm-hmm. I could never beef with my brother. Okay? I never beef with my brothers. I only beef with Biz because I don't like him. <laughs> well, everybody hates Viz. You, never, you can never trust a nigga that ain't got no hair at the top of his head. I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was green eyes. You know? <laughs> I trust the ball head niggas, y'all. The last word, him. mate. He balled in the middle. That's it. Scout out. <laughs> um, my last words for the podcast today. Go ahead and be gay. It's okay. You can be gay. It's all right. Oh. <laughs> I'm here for you. The doors to the church are open. Oh, no, that ain't it. That ain't what I had to say. Um, Actually, my last words are I want to give a shout out to my wife. Our anniversary is this weekend. We have been married for a full year and we have been together for four years. That is my backbone. That is my. I don't know what y'all talk about by somebody can't leave, love leave y'all to death. Leave love you to death and all that. I will kill for her and I will die for her. So I love you, Brittany. Happy anniversary. And I can't wait to forever. Mm. Okay. Couple of forevers. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. Well, V Love. Uh, last words. I can't eat. I think I she was eat. back there in the cut. I think she was back there. I think she was listening. I seen her shadow back there. So mm, okay, I ain't gonna get know. a whooping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or you might. Hey, you might. I might. I might I like it. Eat. I can't even follow behind me. My my anniversary was yesterday. We celebrated oh, nineteen oh. years. All right. Anniversary. No, you always gonna beat me. Nineteen years. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you, you're climbing. You're climbing. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to my lovely wife who over nineteen years dealing with my shenanigans. Um, so, but you know, my last words is, um, man, make you happy. Grow that beard out this morning. Let them know that your feelings count too. That's right. Grow the beard. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I like beards. Okay. I like that. All right. Okay. Uh, Air Gaines, last words. Um, I'll just say since we're talking about relationships and things of that nature, um, embrace love, embrace your partner, uh, choose wisely when you're picking that partner, and uh, embrace healthy change and growing together. So that's my last word. Okay, I like that. that. Was cute. All right, all right, all right. All right, oh, and Trying to call you feminine on the, along the low. Oh wow! Yeah, that's <laughs> that's My last words were are going to be for this episode is make sure you create a space where you can be happy and honest with yourself and you can grow because Lord knows these women won't give you the space to do it, all right? <laughs> and with that said, Trash. This, this, is been... <laughs> <laughs> this has been 
This has been episode 50 of the Matchy Chat Pod. For you, Matchy, we chat. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, you love. That's what I'm talking about. And that's not toxic. So, be love with attentive. Piggyback twice, my nigga. All right. Thank you.